Hello and welcome to my first reading. Um, this story is called Under Aizawa's Umbrella. This can be found on AO3 and link will be available below. Under Aizawa Umbrella by the Hooligan P, available on AO3. Water dropped from the sky, muddling the gray of the earth. The smell of the wet ground bringing memories of a happier time. Lightning cracked and whipped its way in the sky, its temporary shock of bright light in your darkness. Your arms wrapped around each other, your jacket providing a little bit of shelter from the harsh winds. Warm tears fell down your face. Huddling in the corner by the trash bins, you let your sobs flow. How long had it been since you were outside in the rain? People run around trying to get shelter. What was the point anymore? You could make it to a homeless shelter if you jumped a train stall. What was the point of staying outside if it wouldn't help your situation? Are you okay? A voice cut into the darkness and you ignored it. It was probably some random person. You bury your head in your arms, resigned to squat, hoping the rain would stop soon. Slashes of footsteps came closer. The rain stopped pouring on your head, the deafening sounds becoming louder. You look up, seeing fabric floating around you. You okay there? You turn, seeing an umbrella was held by a stranger. You blink away your tears, trying to focus. Your eyes fell on a large man, holding an umbrella over your head. You scanned his eyes for potential danger, the worry on his face making you relax a bit, dropping your shoulders down. You felt guilty and disgusted with yourself. You never needed help or had anyone's pity. I'm fine, thank you. You say turning your head away from them. Hmm. He said tentatively. His umbrella shielding you from the rain as a large rumble came through the sky. You flinched instinctively. It's okay, he said warmly. You turned to face him, getting a glimpse of the caramel coffee guys, warm and rich. You retreated into your hoodie. You should go. You don't want your sweater to get wet. At this, his lips pressed into a smoffed smile. Don't worry about me. I'm more concerned for you. Do you need help popping on the train? Your eyes met his. Glancing quickly at his warm face, scruffy with slightly discolored circles under his eyes. I don't have anywhere to go, you said immediately regretting it as his thick black eyebrows banded together in a look of concern. It's still good though, you said reflectively. It can't be true. Come on, at least let me get you some tea or some coffee. Even if it's just to get away from this rain. You'll get sick if you don't. You look down at your concrete floor and your book bag you were protecting from the rain. Weighing your options, it seemed like the best choice. You got off the floor, and his topaz eyes shined with unparalleled warmth and comfort. 
His hands I'll reach for you to take it. Slowly, your hands feel the roughness of his large calloused ones. His thumb softly running over your fingers as he helped to pull you up. You let your hands sit in his warm ones while his umbrella covered you both. You placed your book bags in your hand and he let go. Ready to go? You nodded. Down two streets, you both entered the bakery. The gnomon is almost bringing tears to your eyes. You blink fast, trying to push the feeling of the last two days out of your mind. And enjoy this for a moment. The calming music popped in the background. The yellow light blessed the plant life that hung from rope. Are you okay? He asked, removing his zippered sweater, revealing a mint green crew neck sweatshirt. You nodded. Let's have a seat, and then you can decide what you want. You pick a seat close to the wall with a charging port and quickly proceed to charge your phone and connect it to the free Wi-Fi. Immediately, pings start to dart your phone. The stranger looked at you, curiously. As you put your phone down, pretending it wasn't blowing up with notifications, you both look at each other awkwardly, trying to pretend it wasn't happening. But after you felt the 30th ping, his facade cracked. He first tried to cover his mouth as his body shook with laughter. You could feel your embarrassment fizzle up like soda. Soft laughs. <laughs> Aren't you gonna check those out? You shifted your gaze uncomfortably. I just can't right now, you say, your voice low. Sure you can. Just tell me what you want and I'll get it. And you can check your messages in private. He smiled awkwardly with too many teeth showing. Like his face muscles weren't used to the movement. You gave him a small smile back. Some coffee, sweet and light, and maybe a snack is fine. I, I won't complain. His awkward smile gone, he nodded, walking towards the register. You look at the pale pink fluffy phone case. Your heart beat in your ear. Your hand shook slightly as you turned over your phone. Bright messages littered your lock screen. 30 missed calls, 6 voicemails, 57 messages, and 4 emails. You breathe deeply, letting the warm air circulate through your lungs. You clicked on the messages. 27 messages from Jason. What does he want? You remember underneath your breath? Babe, I'm sorry. You read quickly. Babe, just answer me. You scrolled past endless one-liners until you reached the last text. Fine. You know what? Keep being a bitch. That's why we could never truly be a couple. Maybe we were a better lover, this wouldn't have happened. Your face felt hot, but tears rolled down. Swallowing the lump in your throat, you checked out your now ex-best friend's messages. Look, this is not my fault. Maybe if you knew how to keep a man, none of this would have happened. Your stomach dropped, making you wish that you could just heave. You couldn't read it anymore, your tears spilling too far down your face. Here you go, sweetheart. A cup of coffee hovered over your face. 
You wrap your hands around the warm cup, radiating steam. Thank you, you whisper. No problem. The man sat a plate of food on the table. He pulled his chair and sat, pushing his black wavy hair behind his ears. I wasn't sure what you were in the mood for, so I bought a bit of everything. He choked back a sob. Hey, there's no need to cry. He sighed, a stern look on his face. I'm not great with the emotional stuff, but I'm not just going to let you choke on your tears. I have a rather uh, sh sturdy shoulder to available if you want to cry on it. You laugh between these sobs. He pulled in your chair, bringing you closer to him. Your head lays on his shoulder, the fabric of his mint green sweatshirt soft against your nose. You hold back your cries, but let your tears drip down, pooling on the tile floors. He places a hand over yours, his thumb moving back and forth, taking a sip of his coffee. Time passes and your tears stop coming, leaving your eyes dry and raw. You look up at him, seeing a small scar below his eye, the scruffy man's face, and his very full and surprisingly plump lips that seem to play at peace with its natural frown. His eyes fell on you, his lips curled to one side. Hungry now? You nod, taking one of the pastries and greedily stuffing it down. It stopped raining, you say, before you chopping down another mouthful. Your body swayed in a modest happy dance as a blueberry muffin enchanted to taste buds. Yeah, I did. He placed an elbow on the table and turned his body to look at you. He tenderly removed some crumbs from your face. You know you make this muffin look extra good. Asimilingly, you push some of the remainder of the muffin to him. He takes a small bite. It's good, but I just think you made it look super good. You held back a nervous giggle. Your phone pinged again. I'm so sorry, you say, turning over your phone to see another alert from Jason. Fuck you. I'm leaving. Keep the shitty apartment. Just never talk to me again, since you can't be bothered to act like a fucking adult. So, do you just want to walk outside? Perhaps tell me what's going on? Not trying to pry anything, but you don't seem like the crazy homeless people. They would have at least gone to a shelter. He leaned back on his chair, giving you a questioning look. Yes, let's go, you say, collecting the pastries in a brown bag and shoving it into your book bag. You make it your way outside. So where are we heading? He asked, pulling on his sweater. I'm going home, but I'm afraid. This caught his attention and his eyes narrowed. He knew what he wanted to ask. You know, it's really alarming how disarming you could be. He smirked at that, but his eyes remained unchanged. Go on. He says, crossing the street alongside you. My name is Wyan, and I have had a boyfriend named Jason. We met in college, 
and I thought he was the one for me. We've been together for years now. Your eyes burn with a new formation of tears. You skipped trying to avoid a puddle of water with bright orange and brown leaves floating around. A soft chill made your hair move over your face. We, I mean, I, I thought we were going to get married, but I got home early two nights ago and I found them in bed with one of my best friends. Oh, he said softly. The sun is hung between you, heavy, but not melancholy. I'm so sorry that happened to you. You shake your head, looking up at the gray clouds. There was nothing to do, nothing I could have done. I just couldn't handle it. I went to the kitchen, fully intending to stab him. Well, them both. But I ended, but at the end, when I was at the foot of my bed, they saw me and begged for forgiveness. You laugh, disappointed in the world. All the type of bullshit you get, the it's not what it looks like crap. I just didn't think I would be this stupid. He placed a hand in yours. Slow down. He says, pulling you back. Your arms touch, and you get closer, leaning your body onto his. I guess that explains all the messages. But why did you leave? Why not just kick him out? You're heading on his shoulders. I wish I would have thought of that at the moment, but I just kind of lost it. It was like the painting we made of our future was being torn apart in front of my face, and I couldn't do shit but watch. I get it, he says smoothly. Now he's texting me saying he's leaving the apartment and he never wants to talk to me again. God, fuck that guy. He'll laugh. I guess you want me to uh, be there as backup? You nod, turning to look up at him. Please. Your eyes met, sending a comfort and feeling of a warm fireplace even amidst the cold, windy streets. His fingers intertwine with yours. It's Shota, he said. Huh? My name. It's Shota Aizawa. Since you told me yours. You gazed at him. That's a beautiful name. Aizawa shook his head. You take the train, happy to find it was an empty cart. We both sat on the old train with the yellow and orange seats, staring up the silver walls. Sitting on the end, we watched the neon lights fanned by as the train shook and rattled with the familiar feeling of the same old R train. He found his weight being pushed on you, and you watched as his eyelids dropped down. The sounds of his breathing melancholic. You snuggled close, letting his weight distract you from the weight of your own heart. One of your eyes opened, seeing the empty train cart was now stuffed with more people. You blink, focusing on the number. 34th Street. One more stop to go. You rock Aizawa trying to get him to wake up. Mm, what? He groans. One more stop, you say in his ear. Mm. He grumbles, opening his dark chocolate eyes. 
You wrap your arms around a strong, muscular one. Thank you, you say, repeating yourself, not knowing how to properly thank him for everything. A train came to a halt, and you both walked onto the great child platform and ran up the stairs. So, what's the plan? Aizawa asked. Okay, we're going to go into the building, and I'm going to go in first and make sure he isn't there because I, I don't really want to deal with him myself. That's fine by me. You both walk, anticipating the possibility of a blowout confrontation. Here we are, you say, opening the door, entering the hallway, and turning on the lights. Everything's good so far. Wait, I should go in front just in case. Aizawa steps around you, and he walks into the hall towards the living room door frame. Oh, oh no. What, you ask, trying to look around him. Your heart sinks. A TV is on the floor, glass shattered around. Your gray couch stained like a Jackson Pollock piece. The plants crushed to the floor, their pots broken. Your shelves of books on the floor. You walk into the kitchen, seeing your floors covered in paint and trash. You turn to your bathroom, seeing all your products in the sink and in the toilet. Barely breathing, you walk into your bedroom. You felt your to your knees, sobbing. Tears pouring down. Your throat became raw as you screamed with sadness. All of your stuffed toys were ripped. Your desk broken. The curtains ripped. Your closet door unhinged and your clothes thrown about. Arsawa came behind you. He sat on the floor and wrapped his arms around you. He kissed your shoulders as you wept, your heart tearing into pieces. All that you loved in your home was destroyed. His body rocked as you began to come down from the pain. It will be okay, he whispered. I'll help you. The sun as you came to society as anger crept in. How? How could he do this to me? You asked yourself out loud. You took off your phone and took pictures of the room, sending it to his mother. And she called you right, right back. What the hell did you do? Me? Me? It was your bastard son. He destroyed my house. I told him I, I can't. I can't even speak. I never want to see his ass again because if I do, I'm going to murder him myself. You end the call. She tried to call you back, but you ignored the call. You grasp onto Azawa. You don't have to stay with me, Yusai. Yeah, but I came here to help, and I will. Come on, let's get this place cleaned. He stood up and helped you pack on your feet. He placed his hands on your cheeks, wiping away the tears on your face. Let's go. Hours passed, and both of you had gotten rid of broken things that were broken beyond repair. Your heart swelled with gratitude for Aizawa, the stranger who was carrying your broken bed frame down the stairs into the trash pile outside. If anyone was watching, they would think that you were moving out. Fished out the bottles of shampoo, conditioner, and soap from the toilet, joined the pile of empty skincare trash bags. Aizawa had distracted you from your pain, but choosing all your stuff destroyed made you feel hopeless. Your body heavy as you got rid of all your broken belongings and tried to flush and wipe away all the broken makeup. Most of the glass was gone and everything that could not be seen 
found its way to the trash. All that was left was cleaning, but your arms were already aching and so was your back, yet you knew you wouldn't be able to sleep like this. Isaiah rested on the floor, sweat dripping down his forehead, his white tank top wet from the work he did. You grabbed his sweatshirt that he had placed on the kitchen table. He walked over and knelt beside him, placing the shirt back. Wearing a quick tie and then helping him put his pair back into a ponytail. Aizawa, I can never thank you enough. His head leaned back against the wall, strands of short hair framed his face. His eyes looked tired into yours. One hand flat against the floor and the other across his stomach. While his knees were bent, he looked at you thoughtfully. I don't think you should be here alone. He looked away, contemplating. I know this is too much to do in one day. We can come back here tomorrow or I can stay with you if you don't mind. I don't think leaving you alone in a recently fucked up apartment full of feelings is the right thing to do. Your heart cracked. You know, for someone who says they aren't good with feelings, you're pretty great at noticing things. You've done more for me than my boyfriend. I mean, ex has done in a very long time. Your standards are too low. You gotta do better. He said quickly. Shame and laughter bubbled together. So what do you want to do? Oh, I don't want you sleeping on the floor. That's fine with me. If you don't mind staying, I'll order you some food and I'll give you some comforters. But feel free to say no. Sounds like a plan. He said with a reassuring nod. So, why and what's for dinner? You smile, rightly. You picked up the food you got from the delivery person running up the stairs. Got it, you yell. Awesome. Starving. He joined you at the kitchen table. All the pieces of the desk just need to be taken down for recycling. Thank you so much, honestly. He sat down, opening his bento special. Stop thanking me for so much. You're making me feel weird. You both ate. Aizawa. You said after finishing the last of your shrimp tempura. Hmm. Why did you help me when I was on the street? He looked at you confused and shrugged. Was that supposed to be an answer? He smiled. No reason, you just look super sad and I figured maybe you need to talk to somebody. You guessed right. No, for my question. Shoot. What are you going to do after all of this? The truth is that you had already considered what to do, but you didn't want to worry him. He had been an angel in the moment of darkness. Um, well, first I'll have to find my boss, text him, let him know everything that happened. He nodded. And hopefully find a roommate or I'll have to leave this place. As I scratched his head, that'll be tough. Beyond, sorry. It's okay, go to bed. Are you gonna come with me? You hesitated, unsure what to do. I don't mean anything by it. Don't, you, you know, uh, you know what? Forget about it. Don't, don't worry about it. I, I'm just going to sleep in the living room. Take your bedroom and lock the door or whatever. 
Did you just bring me your treasure? You ran out, collecting all the pillows and sheets. Here you say, handing it off to him and passing him an extra charger. Thanks. Sleep well with it. YN. You too. Quickly taking a warm shower, you went into your oversized and empty mattress. The cold has shocked your system. Rolling around your mind in the past and a bit in the present. You couldn't sleep in your own home, remembering everything that used to be. The framed pictures of you and Jason smiling, all the broken plans that were not a thing anymore. Somewhere deep, you knew it was better that this happened now rather than waiting until you were married. You got up, opened the door, and walked through the kitchen to, grass, to grab a glass of water. The snores from the living room gave you a warm feeling of comfort. He was right. It was better to not to be alone in dark times like these. Drinking a cup of water, you contemplated going to bed. Or perhaps staying with him. You wash your cup thoroughly, your mind now made up. Tiptoeing in the darkness, you found bundles of soft sheets. You laid beside it, afraid to enter, but needing the warmth it provided. Slowly sleep lured you away. Strong arms held you close. A warm breath on your neck, you thrashed about, moving the layers of sheets. Your eyes opened the darkness. To see the closed lips of Aizawa itches from your face. You gasp, making his eyes open. Wyan? I'm so sorry, whisper. His hands reach for your arm to pull you tight. It's fine, you can stay. He said in a low, rich tone, with sleep. Are you sh Yeah. I know it's been hard for you. He placed a kiss at your temple, but I'll help you out. You try to hold back tears. But why? I haven't done anything special. His softy face rubs yours. You didn't need to. I saw you, and when I saw those eyes full of sorrow, I wanted to help. And as I see you now, even in this darkness, I think that you are beautiful, impulsive, but loving. Your leg curled on his. I hope that one day you could give me a chance. But until that day comes, you turn pressing your lips on his. His smooth, warm lips pressed against yours slowly, like a soft pink flame. Sweetening your soul, adding sugar to the darkness and bitter coffee that was your life. Tomorrow we'll talk, you say firmly. I can't wait, sweetheart. Resting your head in his chest, the beating of his heart took you back into a soft, calm rest. And that was the end. I hope that you guys have enjoyed. Um... This was supposed to be a bit of a unisex slash non-binary story so that anyone could enjoy. Um, that was my first time writing that, by the way. I had a bunch of fun. 
I hope that you guys enjoyed as well. And I hope you guys will keep tuned for the next one. Thank you for being here. Bye.